saw a coronation of somebody who was how old? 74. See, when somebody's older, you think, yeah, they are ready. They can't be king. Everybody will respect them and honor them. That is little Simba. His roar is almost like, rather than, who will be afraid of him when he becomes king? Well, there was a prophet whose name was kind of similar to mine. One day, God asked him to go and find the next king. Because there had been a very powerful king called Saul, who was head and shoulders above everybody, probably as tall as rich or taller. Have you seen rich stand? If I stand next to rich, what do you think? I think I'm tall, but against him, no chance. So if you came to choose a king, you know where you would go. It says Saul was head and shoulders above all the others. Handsome. He commanded respect. Whenever you look at Rich, remember those, those words. But what's interesting is we, as human beings, if you ask me to find the next star, I might look at somebody young and handsome and clever My eye tells me what I think is the best. That's what my eye does. When I talk to Alan, he might tell me, oh, no, it's the other one. When I talk to Fred, he might say, oh, no. It's the... When I talk to Jane, she might say, oh, no. It's like we each will look and make our judgments based on all sorts of things. And so when Samuel goes to find the next king, like everybody their expectations is that the next king will look exactly like Saul. That's all they've ever known. They should be able to hold a sword and be powerful to knock down crowns and take over empires and kingdoms. Do you remember the previous video that we saw? That the king comes to do, to do what? To serve. Not to be served, but to Serve. That's how Jesus comes. Jesus comes that he will serve, that he will wash our feet, that he will ride on a donkey, not a horse and chariot. He changes the image. He's born in a stable, in a manger. And so this next king, Samuel goes to find, but I wonder what's going through this king's mind. Do we have those slides? I have people lined up to read. So if the slide comes up and you've got that bit of paper, do I have readers? Do I have seven readers, Zach? Let's see your hands if the seven readers are there. Great. Could you run up here or walk gently, depending on how able you are, please? And there's a mic here. And could you just read as the slide comes up? And try and hear the perspective of this person who was supposed to be king. Okay. Just come and line up here. All seven of you are there? Good. 
and you'll know when it's your turn when it comes up on the screen. My name is David, and I have come to tell you the story of a time someone called Samuel came to my family home and gave me a very special message. I'm a shepherd, which might sound exciting to you, but actually it is a bit of a rubbish job. It is dangerous keeping the sheep safe from wild animals, and it means that all day and all night, I smell of sheep. Oh, dear. So I was minding my own business up on the hill, looking after the sheep, when a message came that my dad wanted me to go home because someone wanted to see me. I put the sheep in a cave and hoped that they would be okay whilst I was gone, and I rushed home. When I got there, Samuel had a good look at me, then uh, dabbed some oil on my head and told me that God had chosen me and that one day I would be the next king. I was very excited, but I wondered why God wanted me. After all, my siblings are taller and stronger and probably better looking than me. They told me that God wasn't interested in all of these things and that Samuel had said that it was what was in their hearts that mattered. Anyway, I went back to the sheep and thought about how I was going to be king when I grew up. I wonder what will happen next. Well, I will see you soon. I should be looking after the sheep. You. And you appreciate our readers. That's the story of David, chosen to be king. You know that story well. But here's what I would like to do as I bring this to a close. I'd love us to think about the challenge here. When God came to find David, David was the least expected to be the chosen one. He was out there in the fields. In fact, when his dad presented him before Samuel, he chose all the others but him. And then Samuel says, you've got another one out there. Call him in. And the dad says, no, not him. He doesn't really qualify but he's the one God had chosen. Bring it back to us. Think about yourself as you. Children, teenagers, those in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Do we have over, over 100? Wherever you are, what is it that you're able to do? What do you like to do? What gifts or talents had, has God given you? Do you think you qualify or you're good enough? Some of you think so. And maybe you say it all the time. I can do this. I can do that. I'm better than this. I'm better than you. But then others feel 
no, I don't think I qualify for anything. I cannot be as good as Alan Logan, so I don't think I'll say yes to anything until I can get as good as Alan. Does that ever happen to you? Okay, does the craft so well, and she does money things so well. Amazing, Kay. If only I could be like Kay, then I will say yes if somebody asks me to do something. It's not just about being asked to do something. It's about the things that God has called you to do. And I don't know what that is for you, but you know what that is for yourself. When God called David, David could have said no, but he said yes. Just as Samuel, once upon a time when he was young and God called him, he heard God's voice. And he said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. He said yes to what God had called him to do. I wonder what God is calling you to say yes to today. Maybe you haven't been a Christian at all, or you're not a Christian, and you're here today, and maybe God is calling you to say yes to start following him. Maybe there is somebody that God has been putting on your heart to pray for, but you're thinking, oh, if only I could pray like Jane, then I will pray. But I cannot pray like Jane, so I think I'll pass this person on to Jane to pray. But you know that person better. And maybe God is saying to you, you're the one to pray for them. And there are lots more examples. What is it that God has put on your heart? What gifts do you have? The gifts that we have, we give back to God in worship. Children, older people, because they belong to God. We are just stewards. We keep them and we use them to serve God and to serve his people. What is it that God has given you? You know that. I don't know it. But maybe today's a day to say yes to God and bring that thing and step in in boldness, remembering that when God calls us, we don't do what we do in our own strength, but in his strength. Because by his spirit, just like we had yesterday at the coronation, after the king had been crowned, do you remember the moment where the archbishop goes and kneels down and there's space to pray, come Holy Spirit, and singing happens, is to say, we cannot do any of these things on our own. When I was ordained, there's that line that we say, that we cannot do this on our own. We cannot. Even if I tried, I cannot. You cannot. Neither of us can. But by the power of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was leaving, he said to the disciples, stay until you are clothed with power from on high. Then go. And that's the call for all of us. And so we pray all those prayers and the ones that we haven't yet prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh.